0: Right now, you can all go ahead and make this commitment to yourself right now, that you will spend 15 minutes every single day on the projects that matter most to you. 15 minutes every day, seven
1: days a week. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Sam Bennett, who is the author of Get It Done. Go to theorganizedartistcompany.com to find out more. In today's episode, Sam will be discussing strategies from her book so that we can be super productive in our businesses. We're going to be discussing things including why we put things off and often don't get our most important projects done. And then to counteract this, she's going to give us an easy practical way that you can make sure that you do complete your main projects. We'll also be talking about how as an entrepreneur, why you should have an idea catcher, why a could-do list is better than a to-do list and also how to pick the most important project to you right now. All this and much more coming up, so stay tuned. Sam, thank you so much for being with me today.
0: My pleasure, Joey. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody.
1: Sam, you have a company called The Organized Artist Company. Uh, you've also written the book, Get It Done. How did you come to write this?
0: Well, the book came out of the workshops that I teach. Called I have a workshop called Get It Done. and uh, And I started doing that because I was... Working as an actor and a writer and a teacher in Los Angeles. And I just got really sort kind of interested in this idea of like, how do we move forward when there's no roadmap? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true for creative people and it's true for entrepreneurs. There's no right way. There's no the way, you know, the way you've built your business is going to be different than the way I build my business. Um, and when you can do almost anything, how do you pick? You know, mm-hmm. How do you pick which project? How do you keep going through the grown zone, you know, through the middle when everything seems impossible or the end when it looks like it might really be getting real. And that's totally going to freak you out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, uh, so I just started creating all these questions and exercises and inquiries because it's not like there's, I've got some incredible method and everybody should just do things my way. Mm-hmm. But I have an incredible method for you to figure out what your incredible method is.
1: Okay, cool. So your method is primarily for artists and and creative types, Sam?
0: It's really for for anybody who's got a project that's close to their heart that is going undone. And whether that's is something as simple as, you know, cleaning out the spare room or getting those photographs organized or maybe it's a book you want to write or something you want to do in your business that you know would make a huge difference in your bottom line. And yet somehow, every day, we get everything done for everybody else and don't move forward on those projects that are most important to us.
1: So let's talk about this then. First of all, um, on your website, you say that there is a reason why creative types don't make money from their work. What is that big reason?
0: They l- lose track of some something important. There's sort of a twin rocket fuel <laughs> equation here. Mm-hmm. That has to do with focusing on what you truly desire to do, which is different than the thing everybody else tells you to do it 's different than the thing you think is practical than the thing maybe you even have a degree in. Um, but to really get down deep to what is your desire, what is your your heart? What is your work that you will not feel comfortable leaving the planet until this work is done? You know, what is that for you? Mm -hmm. And then, who are you? What, being able to use the strength of your whole personality, the warts and all. um, And when you put these two things together, what you really want to do and the person that you truly are. And you start putting out a clear, authentic message about the truth of who you are and what you do you become like the whistle only dogs can hear. You know, the people who, who vibe with you will find you and the people who do not vibe with you will not find you, which is even better because we all know there's nothing more expensive than a bad client. And I think that, that a lot of times creative people and entrepreneurs as well um, hold themselves back because either they think they can't do what it is they really want to do or they can't make money doing it or they think the person, they're going to have to be somebody else in order to do it.
1: So why do we put things off, even though we want to do it or we, we don't want to do it maybe, but we, we do want the outcome that it brings. So why do we put things off?
0: Mostly, I think it's just fear. Fear of success, fear of failure, fear of looking foolish, fear of things going great and that everybody's going to expect it to be great all the time, fear that we might invest a lot of time and energy in something and then have it not work out. Um, you know, this is, this is not using your imaginative powers for good. You know, I see this all the time where people have ideas and then they immediately talk themselves out of it. But I think the important thing to remember is that when you have a project or an idea that will not leave you alone, you know, when you're procrastinating on something, that's actually great news because, again, it speaks to that desire. You've had a lot of ideas that have kind of just come and gone, right? Yeah. There are some that really are hanging around and they're pulling on your sleeve and they're saying, hey, hey. Hey, didn't you want to do this thing? So the fact that that idea is still hanging around and you feel bad about not doing it, that's a very good sign. That's a really strong indicator about the strength of your desire to do something.
1: So what practical, actionable step can we take right now to turn this situation around?
0: Oh, this is my favorite. Okay, right now, you can all go ahead and make this commitment to yourself right now that you will spend 15 minutes every single day, on the projects that matter most to you. 15 minutes, every day, seven days a week, before you check your email, before you check your email, before you check your email, (laughs) spend 15 minutes on the projects that are closest to your heart. It's shocking how much work you can actually get done in 15 minutes. And it's, amazing how much progress you can make in 15 minutes every single day for a week, a month, a year, six years, 10 years. It's and as, as bad as procrastination feels, you know, as much as procrastination hurts your, your spirit and your relationships and your bottom line moving forward, even just the tiniest bit, even in those 15 minute increments feels so
1: great. Does it, um, help to create a bit of, uh, momentum? You know, perhaps once you get started and you've done your 15 minutes, you want to do even more once the 15 minutes are up?
0: Sure. Sometimes you sit down for 15 minutes and get up four hours later. That absolutely mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Other times you stare at a blank piece of paper for 15 minutes, which is fine. A little enforced boredom never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good for a person. Um, it also really leaps right, like sort of leapfrogs right over the perfectionism, too. Because really, how perfect is anything going to be in 15 minutes, right? And it allows us to chunk things out you alluded earlier to to those projects that we may not have a desire to do them, but we know they have to get done we we want the result of having done them so uh, being able to you know spend fifteen minutes a day on your bookkeeping or on your you know whatever it is that you've been going, sort of rolling your eyes and going, "Oh please don't make me do it." <laughs> uh, just that fifteen minutes it's amazing how much how much progress you can make and then you're in it this is the other thing that happens too. Cause I get this all the time. You know, people will, um, I love my private clients because they pay me so much money. They have to do what I say. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I get these calls and emails from people saying, well, Sam, you know, I didn't think the 15 minute thing was going to work, but you said to do it. So I was doing it and I did it for a couple weeks. And then the next thing you know, I'm in line at the dry cleaners and the guy next to me, his sister is a literary agent. And, da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. you know all the time i see this all the time and it's not magic i mean maybe it's a little magic but mostly what it is is you're in it all of a sudden your project is not something you're keeping in a drawer it's something you've got your hands in every day and so you start to see opportunities in a way that you would never see them before you have some intention in a way that you've never had intention before and it's We've all had this experience, right? You take a few steps towards your goal, and it's like the universe just comes rushing at you. It's mm-hmm. great.
1: Sam, you talk on your blog about something called an idea catcher. Why is it so important for entrepreneurs or creative people to have an idea catcher?
0: Yeah, because you're a creative genius. You're having these great ideas all the time, <laughs> but the half-life of an unrecorded idea is quite brief. Mm-hmm. So you really want to make sure you've got some way to capture these ideas and then a home for them to live once you've captured them. I personally am very fond of index cards. I find that whole pieces of paper intimidate me. Fancy journals intimidate me. But index cards I can handle. <laughs> and uh, so just anytime I have an idea for anything, it's actually how I wrote the book, um, was I just started to write down on index cards. Any time I had a thought about something that I thought should be in the book,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I put it on an index card, and then I put it in a big manila envelope on my desk labeled Genius. And I just kept putting cards in there for about, I don't know, six weeks or so. And then I dumped it all out onto my dining room table and said, okay, well, here's all the stuff about time management and here's all the stuff about perfectionism and here's all the stuff about the negative voices in your head. And, you know, it's sort of, Mm -hmm. it, it allowed the book to tell me what it wanted to be, but you should pick whatever works for you. I mean, some people love to use the voice memo app on their phone. Some people like to send themselves an email. Some people, um, you know, call themselves and leave a message, whatever, whatever works for you, but, but create a system so that you can capture uh, those ideas that you have, even if you know, you're not going to do anything with them right away. This is especially true for writers too, because writers are writing all the time. You're just not writing things down.
1: An interesting concept that you talk about in your book is the could-do list. Uh, now, we've all heard of the to-do list, um, but I've not heard of the could-do list before. So what is that? And also, should we have a could-do list instead of a to-do list, or do we need both?
0: No, I would do it instead of. I find to-do lists to be kind of oppressive. Um, I, they often make me feel exhausted before I've even begun. <laughs> um, but I find that a, to- a could-do list, uh, first of all, just reminds me that I am a choice in my life. You know, I could pay my taxes. I could take the consequences of not paying my taxes. I could do laundry. I could walk around in dirty clothes. I have choices. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's something about that that makes me feel a little more flex, a little more flow in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other thing that a could-do list allows you to do is to write down things that maybe you would never do or maybe you're just sort of half thinking about doing. I mean, I, on a could-do list, I could drive over to Oprah's house and hand her a copy of the book. Mm-hmm. Now, am I going to do that? <laughs> no. No, I don't think I am. But just writing that down might make me go, huh, you know, there is that morning talk show in the little town near, you know, that I live near. I mm-hmm. bet I could drive a copy of the book over to that little local television station. Mm-hmm. I bet I could do that, you know, or I bet I could this, I bet I could, you know, it's, it's, so when you start thinking about what are the possible things that you could do, even if they seem completely outrageous, it might lead you to something really great and again, really right for you. You know, this is that thing again about, you know, the thing you really want to be doing and the person you actually are. So that you're not just going with tips and tricks and strategies, you're actually making choices based on on you on, on on the on the one of a kind indelible person that you are
1: brilliant and so you don't get that feeling you know that guilty feeling of you know if everything's not done you get that guilty feeling like you're getting uh behind or you're slipping behind you know if you've got a could-do list and it's just possibilities and choices that you or things that you could do i guess psychologically it's just it just feels better doesn't it
0: that, for me, it absolutely does. The other thing I do on my could-do list, because, of course, I mean, again, as entrepreneurs, the list is, you uh, 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 <laughs> can't even think about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's the things that need to get done today, the things that really should have been done yesterday, the things that really should have been done three years ago. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's endless. Yeah. Um so, yeah, to both capture all that stuff that's going on inside of your head, get it out of your head and onto a piece of paper, but also, yes, stay in a state of creative play with it. And the other thing I do is I put a little green dollar sign next to anything on that list that has to do with bringing in money. Because like a lot of creative people, I'm not super motivated by money. Mm-hmm. like, I like it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah. But it's not really what gets me out of bed in the morning. So I... Su- But I realized that if I wanted to have more money, I was going to need to focus a little more closely on it. Um, so yeah, so I put, I put little green dollar signs on it to help me prioritize those things because otherwise I'm likely to say, Oh, right. I've got to invoice those people, but you know, it's 500 bucks. It's fine. I'll do the invoice tomorrow. It's like, no, Sam, it's 500 bucks. Do the invoice today. Move that to the top of the list because without the money coming in, there's nothing.
1: Sure and without the money coming in you can't be at your creative best anyway because you've got other concerns your mind is elsewhere so we've got our could do list together Sam we've got lots of things on it that we could do how do we now pick what to start with and what project to go with first of all
0: yeah yeah that's the thing isn't it there's some good exercises in the book actually to help um you select and prioritize but the the two things i suggestions i would give sort of broadly one is yeah really focus on on where that desire is because that desire is the gas in your tank you know that's the thing that'll keep you going when you get discouraged that's the thing that will keep you going when it seems frightening to move forward that and we know this from our actual life right i mean the things that you want to do pretty much get done mm-hmm. yeah. and the things that you don't want to do pretty much don't get done mm-hmm or only get done under extreme duress. So to, and I think we sort of get talked out of that in, in school and in life and in the culture, it sort of says, well, you can't just do what you want. You have to, you know, focus in this way or that way. But actually as an entrepreneur, you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. So to really pay attention to that, that desire piece. The other thing I would look at is return on investment. Which of your great ideas is going to bring you closer to the life you want, closer to your income goals, closer to being the person you want to be, and whether that return on investment is financial or um, quality of life, time with your family and friends, spiritually fulfilling, creatively fulfilling, whatever it is you're, you're, you're looking for right in this moment in your life, to really just ask the simple question, which of these things is going to get me closer to that goal?
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, prioritizing. Moving on to something else now. You mentioned in the book that renaming a project can sometimes help us to get it done. So how can this help?
0: Well, a lot of times I think we don't move forward on projects because we've made them sound like the most boring, awful homework of all time. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I've got to revise my manuscript. Uh, Oh, I've got to... You know, send out a, I'm going to revise my landing page and send out a marketing email. Oh, you know, it's horrible. It sounds like exam time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to think of a name for a project that's, that's fun, that's sexy, that makes you smile and it reminds you why you got into this game to begin with. You know, mm-hmm. you're not sending out a marketing email. You're inviting a Seven thousand people did have brownies, you know, <laughs> to your <their> birthday <laughs> party. You're you know, you're sending out a kisses through the internet. You're not revising your manuscript, you're polishing the diamond of your words. You know, think of I had a client one time who named her project Embracing the Mango. <laughs> <laughs> Just because that sounded fun and sexy and she wanted to zhuzh up her life a little bit. And every time she thought of it it sort of cracked her up and like that's just so much better than clear out the spare room, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm creating a clubhouse for my friends. Oh, that sounds like, you know, that I can do. Clear out the spare room sounds awful. Create a clubhouse for my friends. That sounds great. (laughs) Uh, So it's a little bit along the same lines of telling a toddler that a trip to the grocery store is a treasure hunt. (laughs) Uh, But it works for big kids too.
1: Yeah, and it's amazing how these um, psychological hacks, they actually work on us adults as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's fascinating. Sam, you also talk in your book about a weekly project tracking sheet and that if we are to keep one that it will help us. How does it help?
0: Yeah, it's really hard for well, there's two things going on. One of the keys to happiness, um, Tony Sai actually says this in, in his book about Zappos delivering happiness. He talks about the keys to happiness are control or perceived control, progress or perceived progress, connectedness you know, to other people and, um, and a sense of a higher purpose, a higher vision or or meaning. Mm -hmm. And this thing of control and progress, we're terrible at discerning our own progress because, you know, we're hunter gatherers, right? We're not done with breakfast before we're already thinking about lunch.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and, Somebody asked me recently if entrepreneurship ever got easier. Like, I can't wait till this gets easier. I said, Yeah, well,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that it does get easier. I said, Because here's the thing, it does get easier. The st- you know, you learn how to do things, but then the minute you know how to do something, you immediately stop giving yourself credit for having learned it and you're on to the next thing that is now, and now that thing's hard. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So to have some kind of weekly project tracking where you can sit down and say, okay, what progress did I make on my project last week? Mm-hmm. And the first thing you're going to think is nothing. I didn't do anything. It was so stupid. I didn't do anything. Like, okay, okay, okay. It's always going to feel like you didn't do anything. But really, you know, what happened? Like, okay, well, I did make that one phone call. And, I, and even if it's stuff that doesn't have to do with your project, you know, when my sister came into town, so I spent time with her or I had the flu, so I rested a lot. Um, but just to acknowledge, you know, what, what steps have you taken? What have you learned? What do you know now that you didn't know then? Um, I love to do a little exercise that has to do with what is what I call the critical rational voice saying, you know, that voice in your head that sounds so real <laughs> <laughs> and it's saying things like, well, no one sells a first novel. You know, you can't do that in this economy, or, you know, all the good ones are taken. And maybe it's the voice of someone in your life, but maybe it's just a voice in your head. And then for you to sink down really into your own wisdom about your own life, not not any kind of anything theoretical, something real. Um, You know, what does your inner wisdom have to say about that? So you can say, well, you know, it may be that it's very difficult to sell a first novel, but... I've had a lot of beginner's luck in my life, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, or it may be difficult, but it's got to happen for somebody sometime could happen for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, yes, some things are difficult in this economy, but I also notice a lot of people doing really well in this economy. So maybe I could try to emulate them. Um, You know, or, Oh, I don't know. Maybe all the good ones are taken, but I've always had a date when I wanted one. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry about that. Um, you know so just really making sure that every week you're taking time to notice the progress you've made notice what it is you've learned notice the thought patterns that are holding you back and the sort of deeper wisdom that can help you move forward and then setting setting a couple of you know on the knife edge of ambitious goals for the coming week and uh you know it's it's why we it's why they weigh people in weight watchers it's why they you know why we go to church every sunday that that regular recording of like, okay, wait, where am I? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where am I on this road? Uh it makes a big difference and it will keep you from from getting discouraged and really help you notice what's working and what's not.
1: So this is like um a quadrant?
0: Yeah, that's how I've always done it is, is just dividing a piece of paper into into fours. But you know, whatever works for you. And there may be something, you know, there may be other things that uh that you want to put on there. Maybe you want to track your spent daily spending or track your daily calories or track the number of sales calls you make or, you know, wh- whatever, whatever metrics are important to you, but it's, it's easy to let things just kind of slide by us, this giant, you know, mudslide of activity
2: mm-hmm.
0: like to really uh, just, it only takes a minute or two every week to just stay intentional about what it is you're doing and why and how it's going
2: hmm
0: So you can, you know, like Perry Marshall says, spend that you know do more of what do more of that twenty percent that is working and less of the eighty percent that isn't.
1: Okay, so at the end of a project, um some people quit when they've almost done it, when it's really near completion. Which seems kind of weird. Like why would that happen?
0: Again, it's that it's when that fear button keep kicks in. I mean there there's something inside of us and I don't know. I've worked with a lot of coaches and teachers and mentors and smart people. And you'll hear it called all kinds of things, you know, your subconscious, it's your gremlins, it's your, um, self-sabotage, whatever. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. Um, but there is absolutely something that wants to keep you where you are, (laughs) that wants to keep you stuck, that wants to keep, that gets very afraid when you start to move into a new territory. Mm -hmm. And, And even if you have great resolve and great discipline, um, it's like all hell breaks loose. I mean, no sooner do you make a a decision to to make a change in your life than I swear the roof catches on fire, the dog falls over, you know, the computer breaks. Like, (laughs) it's amazing, you know, whether so whether these roadblocks are coming up inside of your own mind Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or outside, they will absolutely appear. Uh, and you can just think of them as the dragons at the gate, you know, like, Oh, right. Here's all the things that are, could potentially throw me off course. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll often show up as, uh, I think I need to revise this one more time. You know, I think, I don't think this is quite ready. If it feels ready, honey, you've waited too long. (laughs) You should never feel ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You should always feel a little embarrassed. (laughs) when you ship. Um, and really this is where you need help. This is where you need help because you cannot see what you cannot see. And so to have a mentor, a coach, an accountability buddy, a support group, uh, I don't care, prayer circle, whatever it is that works for you, but to have some other people to hold your hand and also hold your feet to the fire. Um, is invaluable at this stage of the game because it is so easy to stop.
1: So we let perfectionism be an excuse, but we have to get over that.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Perfectionism, perfectionism it may be the biggest dream killer there is. I, uh, it's it's shocking to me.
1: My final question is, um, to take things in, the, in a little bit of a different direction, more to do with uh, organisation, actually, um, why is it important to organise your space?
0: Well... First of all, I want everybody to notice that you do organize your space. Mm-hmm. You know, even people say like, oh, I'm so disorganized. I'm so disorganized. You have a system. You have a system for everything you do. It may not be a very good system, but you have a, you know, your system. Maybe you come home, you drop your keys somewhere, and then you spend 20 minutes the next morning looking for them. <laughs> That's not a great system, but it is a system.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so part of... Um, Part of this thing of using this, this natural, you know, your natural tendencies, your natural cycles, your natural energy, your natural inclination is to notice what those things are, um, and see if you can't take advantage of them. You don't have to be organized like have everything all perfecty, schmurfy, and color coded and alphabetized. You know, if that works for you, great. But, you know, the key for me is always How easy is it for you to do your work? How easy is it for you to live your life? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're spending a lot of time looking for papers you can't find, if you're spending a lot of money on rush charges and overnight fees and, you know, late fees and things, that's, that's not working. That's not a good system.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. If, on the other hand, you're just messy, I don't care. (laughs) Like like most creative people, I'm very visual. Like for me, if it goes in a drawer, it dies so mm-hmm. i needed to find ways that i could keep all my papers out without having them look like giant p- piles of paper so i tend to use like these magazine holders and clear lucite folders and boxes and things um that all help me keep things out but it's not particularly neat i mean i have a business called the organized artist company but it is a little bit of a fraud you know <laughs> <laughs> So I really, the thing is, yeah, so notice what really works for you, what systems really work for you, and then, again, do more of that and less of the ones that don't. Quit punishing yourself for not, you know, there's no reason to be Martha Stewart about everything. Um, but you do need to take advantages of the way that, that you really love to work so that you can do your work. You know, and the work that only you can do, you must do. You must do. Mm-hmm. And Even the work that if- Sorry, And and then the work that anybody else can do, somebody else should do.
1: Yeah, even if it's just 15 minutes a day.
0: Even if it's just 15 minutes a day.
1: Sam, thank you so much for this great information and advice that you've given us today. Where can we find out more about you? And also, where can we go and buy your book?
0: Yeah, so uh, my website is theorganizedartistcompany.com, all the way spelled out. And there's actually a brand new website. It's been the most stealth launch of all time. It's like I've been like, there's a website, but don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> called the organized entrepreneur company. Mm-hmm. So you can also check out the organized entrepreneur Uh, and there's a lot of free resources and fun stuff on there, including some, um, a little webinar. I did about my $80,000 email that y'all might like. Cool. Um, yeah, so you can check that out. And the book is called get it done from procrastination to creative genius in 15 minutes a day. It was published by new world library and it's available in the States and you're at your local bookseller. Um, otherwise it's available online. I think it's available on Amazon UK and, um, and worldwide. I just found out it got published in Korea. So <laughs> wow. I don't and I guess there's other countries too. They haven't told me.
1: Excellent. That's the end of today's show. Thank you everyone for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, please be kind enough to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It would really help us out. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
1: The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.